0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: there, guys. I somehow misplaced my unmute button, but no worries. I found it. And if you guys are joining us live right now, you're joining us on MixLR or Blog Talk Radio uh, of which you can follow us uh, both, if you guys have accounts, you can subscribe to our channel and know immediately when we are broadcasting live. As well, if you are listening to this after the fact, you are listening on Blog Talk Radio, SoundCloud, or iTunes. So I want to just say thank you to everybody that's been tuning in, everybody that's back here with us. I know we missed a, a good stint of time where we were not live on the radio. Uh, but you know what, we're back, and hopefully we'll be in full swing for the next however long we are. So uh, God bless you guys, and thank you for joining us. Um, before we get started, um I, I don't think we have too many announcements today other than um Curtis, I think your your phone's going off or something over there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry, love. Um uh I was trying to undo some things, but um just real quick, love, before you get going, um I did finally come up with the title for tonight and that's Kingdom People.
0: <laughs>
2: so, yeah. Sorry, okay. go ahead.
1: <laughs> it's all good. Um So I just want to let you guys know that if you have not heard already, um, this is, I think, our third show back since we've been uh, back up north. So we are back up in Canada. Uh, For the time being, hopefully we are crossing our fingers and praying to the Lord that we are able to go back to the reservation in September. So definitely, guys, keep that uplifted in in your prayers and keep that in in your hearts and your backpack pockets and just uh, you know, really feel out where the Lord wants to take this um, because, you know, there is kingdom work to be done there. And uh, with that being said, also, if you guys uh, did not know, in coming back up to Canada, we have uh, succumbed to a lot of different financial challenges right now. Curtis is actually looking for a, uh, a full-time job, and he's got one lined up, so we're praying that that one comes through. So, guys, please also uh, come together uh, in prayer with us that that would, uh, uh, you know, culminate to something uh, for us over here. And if you would, if you would carefully consider supporting us, go over to our website warriorradiobroadcastnetwork.com dot com and go click, click the the, the donate slash support tab, and all of the information will be there for you too. Um, also, I just want to throw out a, a quick shout out and a quick uh, little hello, hey there, how you doing to uh, Mister Omega Man himself. If you guys do not know Omega Man, I want to uh, you know let you guys know about him. He, he does a radio show almost every single day of the week, and he, he used to be based in Las Vegas, and he actually picked up and left as soon as the Lord told him to go, man. Within a week, he was in Indonesia. So he's out in Indonesia right now, and he is in some need of some financial support. He's in some need of uh, some encouragement. If you guys uh, know him, please go to his website, omegamanradio.com, and uh, go send him a little message of encouragement. Or, uh, you know what, if the Lord lays it upon your heart to donate to him, please do. And, you know, he doesn't know that we're doing this. He doesn't even know that, <laughs> he doesn't even know that we're doing this, okay, guys? Um, and you don't got to tell him that we did. But uh, definitely just be in prayer for our brother over there. His name is Shannon, if you don't know him. Uh, Shannon and Rita, and they just had a little baby, little baby prophet Jeremiah. So uh, we love him lots, and we hope that you love him too. And uh, just, you know, pass around that love. So... With that being said, Curtis, is there anything else that you would like to add?
2: Uh, except for, you know what, brothers and sisters, just pray for us as we kind of get going in our, in our endeavors out here in Canada. Uh, just to let you guys know, we will be going back to South Dakota at some point this year, um, and we are not giving it quits. We are going to be going back and forth from Canada to the U.S. Uh, to Ridge Virginia Reservation quite frequently. So you guys just bear with us as we continue on in our endeavors. And um, that's just about it. Other than that, love, I guess, if you don't mind opening up the show in a quick word of prayer. And then after that, we'll get going. Amen. Sounds
1: good. Amen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dear Lord, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for your abundance and your ability, Father, when we don't see it. Lord God, because you know what, it's the times that we don't see it, that we're, we're so lost and trying to find a way to praise you that we just can't sometimes. And Father, I just want to say thank you. I want to say thank you for the ability to enter into your presence, Father, the presence that has never left our side and the presence that has never left our lives, Father, but to enter in, not just to walk into a room or to walk into the throne room, but Lord God, to allow our eyes to be opened to the reality of it all, to the reality of the encompassingness of your presence, of your love, and of your spirit. You know, so many times we sit in church services and we'll listen to praise and worship songs on the radio or on our iPod or, you know, whatever devices kids have these days, and we'll hear the songs that say, Lord, Lord, you're welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, come down, you know, glory, you know, open up your glory to us, Father. We need to stop those things, and we just need to ask you, Father, allow our hearts to be open to you. Allow our hearts, Father, to be open to you because just as in songs, Lord God, you prompted my spirit last week, just as in songs that it says, if, it, if I make my bed in hell, your presence is there with me. Father, so we're a far cry away from hell, so Lord God, I just want to say thank you for the place that we're at right now, Lord God, whether it be dark and dreary, or Lord God, whether it be sunshine, rainbows, and butterflies, it doesn't matter because your presence is here with us. Your presence is here with us, Lord God, and it's, it's no one's fault but our own, Lord God, that we cannot, Lord God, discern and see that in our lives. Lord God, when it talks about the, the, the gift of discernment in Scripture, it doesn't say that, you know, this is bad or this is good or I need to do this or I can't do that. Lord God, that's not what discernment is. Discernment is the cutting asunder between darkness and light, Lord God. It is it is the realization of your presence, oh, Lord God, the lack thereof. And, Father, I pray that that would become a reality in your children, Lord God, for the ones that seek and the ones that hunger, Lord God, that we no longer would be bound by the opinions of what people have told us for generations, Lord God, but that this new wind that you're bringing about, Lord God, that it would become such a reality in our lives. Lord Jesus, just in your scripture it says that you need know, that no man teach you, Father. Let us listen to you. Let us discern your presence in our lives when we awake in the morning, Lord God, that our lungs have been filled. Lord God, allow us, Lord God, just allow us to know that even in the darkest places that we see with our eyes, Lord God, you are shining a light that is brighter than what we can comprehend in this time. Father, for the the things that I've seen and the, the way that I've seen your spirit move in and through people, Lord God, amongst people, what I've come to realize, Lord God, is that in the times in which we feel the least stirred, the least amount of tingles, the least amount of ooh and ah, Father, that's the time in which you want to move the most. Father, because it's not about a feeling. Lord God, it's not about a rant that we can go on when we feel like we have a righteous indignation. Lord God, for how can we discern a righteous indignation, Father, from just a thorn in our side that's starting to irritate us when our hearts are desperately wicked? Father, we cannot cut those two asunder. For our fear, Lord God, that we have not come into a place of maturity to be able to understand these things that you want us to move into in this hour, Lord God. We say that we're eating of the meat of your table, Father, when we're still just on the breadcrumbs. We're still just on the milk. Lord God, let us humble ourselves before you, Lord God, that we do not need to demand anything of you, Lord God. In your word, it says you have not because you ask not but Lord God, we enter into the the churches and into the house groups and into the prayer groups, and what do we have? What do we hear going on from, from the mouths of your servants, Father? Father, do this. Father, do that. Father, you said that you would so now. Father, we command these things. Father, Your word says, We have not because we ask not. So many times I've heard children of God, children of the kingdom that would call themselves as such, saying, Make your eyes my eyes, Father. Let me see the things of the realm that is higher. But, Lord God, that's not asking, that's telling. Where has the humility of your kingdom gone? Where has it hid and fled, Lord God, away from the hearts of these children, Lord God? You you call a sheep in your scripture because we're so stubborn. And Lord God, we've been so stubborn for so long that we've lost so many things. Where is it? You're just waiting, Father. I feel like you're just waiting for those simple folk, those those few folk. Lord God, they don't need to understand everything. They don't even want to understand everything. All they want to do is, Lord God, be loved and love as you love. For they have not forgotten that first ministry, which is our ministry unto you, Father. The first ministry before the old covenant passed, Lord God, was the ministry in the temple, Lord God, the priests. Lord God, the Levites in, in the holy of holies ministering unto you. Lord God, burning incense. Lord God, giving offerings. That was always our first ministry. It wasn't the ministry that we had between one another, as spouses, or or to family, or to congregations. But Lord God, it was the ministry unto you. And that ministry must be reestablished, Father, before we find that place of humility. <laughs> and, Lord God, maturity because we have not because we ask not. So, Father, allow your children to be humbled to the point where, Father, that we ask and we do not demand. Lord God, we all know how children are. We all know how we are around two, three, four, five. Lord God, however long it takes for us to understand, respect. Where we say, Mommy, Daddy, I want this. Give me this and what happens when we don't get it. We kick, we scream, we cry, and we bleed. Because we demanded, it's not because we didn't. It's not because we asked. Because we didn't ask. Lord God, there's so many of your children right now that are not asking. Lord God, they're demanding. And when things go sideways, when the darkness defaults their life, Lord God, as you chastise you them into the place where you need them to go, Father, because it's not just always the enemy that's after <laughs> your children, okay? It's never the enemy that's after your children because there's always two ways of looking at things, Lord God, either it's all you or it's all him. Either it's all Jesus Christ or it's all Lucifer, okay, Lord God. So whether we're looking at the darkness or the light, Lord God, that's where our division gets strong. Father, let us come into a place of asking you. Please, Father, show us how to ask you. May we be humbled, Lord God. And that's a scary prayer to pray because bad things happen oh, from the outside looking in when we ask for, we ask you, Father, to humble us. But that's what your children need in this hour, and Father, I I just <laughs> I just pray that your hand would be upon this place, Lord God. That your hand would be upon the ones that you have called, Lord God, the ones that you have appointed and anointed, Lord God, the ones in which you have already placed the seeds of fruitfulness that are yet waiting to spring forth with growth. Okay, Father. I just want to say thank you for those ones, no matter how long it takes, no matter what path they have to walk, Lord God, your fruit and your seed, Lord God, it does yield, and it does yield by your increase and the only increase that you can give, and Father, I just want to say thank you for that, Lord God, I want to say thank you for the patience that you have given to the people who are watching these young ones grow. Lord God, that there will always be resistance from those around us Lord Jesus. That there are always that small few which will have patience and look upon the growth which is coming forth. Because, Lord God, it takes a keen eye. It takes a keen eye to see the growth in the fruit of the kingdom coming forth in the season in which it has not yet yielded fruit. But it is a promise on which we stand. And, Father, I just thank you for these things. Lord God, I thank you for the ability to do what you've called us to do. And, Lord God, I'm not just talking about Pine Ridge Warriors or Curtis and Healy, but, Father, I'm talking about every single person that you're working in right now. Lord, I know that you're working in a lot of people in a lot of different ways, but yet we're all walking in the same season. Father, I want to say thank you for the overcoming in which you've called the children of the kingdom to walk in, because I know this year has been hard for a lot of people. There's been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of back and forth. There's been a lot of uprooting and replanting, Father, for the soil has gone dead, so that, Lord God, you must uproot the trees of righteousness and put place them back into the rich soil. But it's never for not, Lord God. For everything that you do, everything that is touched by your hand, Lord God, it shall increase. And Father, I just want to say thank you for that. And Lord God, as this show goes on tonight, Lord God, <laughs> may your hand, may your word increase in this place. <coughs> Excuse me. Father, I thank you for these things. And your son's awesome, precious, mighty name. Amen and amen.
0: Amen and
2: amen And Father God right now I just uh, lift up this radio broadcast To you Father God And every single person That's listening now Or on future archives Lord That Father that we become More than just a talk radio That we become more than just a just a just a feel good station, Father God. That Lord, even though our numbers be small, Father God, but we did not come after numbers, Father, but we came after the ninety, uh, the one out of the ninety nine, Father. So Lord, just bless them, nourish them, feed them spiritually, Father God, in Your Son's awesome, precious, mighty name. I thank You, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, thank you, there, love. Um, listen, brothers and sisters, I know. Yesterday, I was I, I mentioned a title about yesterday's broadcast, but um, for the life of me, I kind of spaced it out. <laughs> so that t- that tends to happen, especially uh, today. I know there's no excuse, or I don't want to make excuses, but today I was a little bit frustrated because I didn't think I was going to get a certain job um, that I applied for, and uh, you know, the devil try to always make you make you uh, worry and and fret and stress for no reason so um tonight's title is yesterday we were talking about being kingdom people, how we are kingdom people of God, how we're supposed to be anyways um, a lot of folk we we walk around in church today and, and we may not uh, how can I put this we may not see ourselves or act like kingdom people, especially if every little thing that is getting in our way um, tends to upset us uh, that that basically you know we accuse the devil of but really it's kind of our of our own doing our own devices that get us in trouble. Um, So basically as a recap of yesterday with Roundtable Tuesdays, um, we were talking a little bit about this. Um, What does a kingdom-minded person look like? you know whenever the lord walked around and you know you can find this in in the accounts of matthew mark luke and john i think um whenever the lord walked around he says i don't do anything unless i first see my father doing that um you know and again he He mentioned about him being about his father's business and in another place you know he he was talking about how you know see in matthew six thirty three, he says seek ye first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you um so there's, there's a lot of references, especially in the New Testament, that the Father wants us to begin to transition from an earthly mentality to being subject to a law and able to obtain God's favor and his, his mercy and his grace through following certain laws and commandments. He wants to be able to transition us from that to that inherit sonship or kingship. That word kingdom That that Hebrew word for kingdom I can't pronounce it so don't ask me to Um, Go look it up But the word for kingdom um, in Hebrew Basically it means an heir A a kingship, a monarch Or something there of an inheritance And brothers and sisters What the Father is wanting us to transition to Is somebody going from a handout To basically uh, Somebody that knows And is seated with them In heavenly places But before you can move into And not abuse Where the father has put you in a place of leadership in a place of a kingship and the kingdom that God wants to set you apart or the regions that he's calling you over and around. Okay, before you can abuse that he wants to be able to start training and equipping us properly for the working of the kingdom. Listen, if the Son of God had to go through 30 years of training to be able to enter into just a few short years of public ministry, we the, the, the Father will put an emphasis on training and equipping His children. And even through that process, the disciples went through about a three to four year stint of hard, intense training. I'm not just talking about schools and classes. No, 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 no. that's not the training I'm talking about, brothers and sisters. But if you read the account of the disciples, and even throughout the New Testament, especially with Paul, there's a lot of things that he learned hands-on. We all heard that saying that a lot more is caught than taught, amen? Well, listen, the Father wants to teach you. The Father wants you to catch a lot more than what you can learn in seminary school. Learn even in the Word of God, because you know what? The Word of God is just that. It's there as a guideline, as a tool, as a manual But the things that he wants you to to, to to be trained up and learned in The Bible will tell you about prophecy The word of God will tell you about the, the spirit of the living God The Bible will tell you about certain things about the kingdom, amen But unless you begin to start moving out and reaching out in faith Because it said, faith without works is dead, brothers and sisters we need to understand that the kingdom of God you cannot learn about unless you start walking where the Lord walked because one of the first statements that he made to his disciples is he said pick up your cross and follow me I will teach you to become fishers of men now if you look at that that is a very odd and a very strange statement how can you fish for men because you need to understand what bait to use if you know anything about fishing in the natural especially um, fishing out in that region a a lot of them they just casted nets and hoped and prayed that that things would uh, they would catch something they never were able to find out but with today's technology fishermen especially and this is a spiritual parallel as well as a natural parallel brothers and sisters that the way we reach people and the way that the father wants you to reach out to individuals it's a it's a new platform there's technologies there's areas of influences there's different things that the disciples themselves were not privy to but yet and still the father said There's nothing new under the sun. So he has ordained you. He has placed and purposed you for a time such as this. Amen. So with fishing, with fishing for men, as I said, that is a very odd statement. But if you look at it, in order to fish for the proper animal, for the proper fish, uh, I don't care if it's bite, if it's pike, if it's bass, if it's uh, tuna, if it's mackerel, or whatever it might be, you need to understand what bait or what food entices those animals, entices those specific fish. But you also need to carry the proper gear. You need to be trained in the proper way. The same way that you would fly fish is not the same way that you would carry a rod, amen? So, brothers and sisters, in order for you to adequately go and be fishers of men, you need to be trained, you need to be equipped, you need to carry the right stuff. For the job, the right task for a job, you would not carry a deep sea fishing rod or use a eighty pound test line to be able to go fishing for a a, a ten pound or a five pound um you know fish, amen. So the Father wants to transition you to an area of being able to use the things that are available. But how can you do that without being a kingdom-minded individual? What the kingdom looks like, brothers and sisters, it's moving by, not by circumstances, not by happenstances, but by faith, brothers and sisters. And what that looks like. You know, whenever you go out there and you begin to start asking the Father about prophecy, the best thing you can do in, in any situation, any place that you go... Is to ask the Father for things that he will put in your path. I don't care if that's people, if that place is to go. I don't care if it's down into the gas station. Wherever you go, you are a kingdom-minded individual. You are a kingdom person. So we need to start understanding things from a kingdom perspective. Quit looking at your circumstances to dictate where you should or should not go. There's always an opportunity for the kingdom of God to be preached, for people to be reached, amen? But how do we go about that if we don't know what it's like? So in Matthew uh, 6.33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Which that means there will be areas in your life where, you know, it it talks about in another part in Scripture, your gift will make a way for you. And I truly do believe that. I don't care what gift that is, that the Father will be able to sustain you through that gift if used properly. Now, in today's uh, in today's world, we are so scared, so stinking scared about uh, false prophets becoming a false this, a false that, false tongues, whatever it might be that we're so scared about moving in the flesh that we don't step out for him in the spirit. And that right there, brothers and sisters, is a dangerous place to be because if we're so uh, encompassed by fear, that is not biblical. That is not scriptural because what the word, written word of God says, that we, he has not given us a spirit of fear but that of love, power, and a sound mind. So if you are not moving in an area, uh, if you don't have faith in a certain gift or in a certain thing because you you fear that that, that it's been done away with or you fear that it's not for today or you fear that it might be misused or you fear that it's the enemy and not you or if you're afraid or you you have fear that you say the wrong thing, listen, the Father does not want you operating out of a tainted gift. See, because you can taint that by saying uh, woe is me, woe is me, and always thinking if you are not sure in who you are in Christ that whatever word you give out, if you are not saying, all right, Father, this is all of you and none of me, if you go into a situation and you try to speak life or try to speak the plan and purpose of God and the heart of God and the mouth of God to an individual, and you are doing it in your own strength, you are not prophesying something true. You are prophesying you have danger of prophesying out of the soulish realm. And what that will look like, you will begin to prophesy things that they want instead of what God wants for their heart. Now there's an account of a false prophet of somebody that basically went in into the lord's king- uh in into the court and hey, no go ahead guys come in <laughs> I, I'm just broadcasting in here. don't mind me guys anyway so if you uh, i know there's an account in scripture where it basically talks about a young man that went into the temple of God and he was mocking the lord and hes he started prophesying false things um I don't know if it was the Lord or if it was back in uh, Ah, Lord, help me. Where's the guy? Do you guys, uh, Brother Steve, do you happen to know where the dude that got struck by the arrow a year later, um, because he went into the courts of God and he prophesied something false? Isn't that somewhere? Anyways, um, I guess if somebody can look that up, I, I don't know, that'd be cool. But anyways, um, so in that case, you've got to be careful about prophesying out of a soulish realm or prophesying to basically start speaking things that, uh, how can I put this, were never meant to be spoken to begin with. We need to be careful, brothers and sisters, because if we believe in what, what the Scripture says, that in the power of the tongue there's life and death, there's blessings and cursings, We need to understand that throughout that process, there are areas that we need to watch what we say and how we say it. Just because it fits your point of view does not mean it will fit the way that the Father wants to do things. And you can actually begin to start speaking out of term or speaking out of season, thus making that that word or, or, or that instruction inert. Because you prematurely birthed Something that was not meant to be birthed In that time and that season This is why, and this kind of goes back to a lot of things Um, Some people have asked me before Why is it that certain individuals struggle With with, uh, alcohol and smoking And stuff like that, but yet and still They're still serving after the Lord Because he wants you to set these things down And I know I'm using natural things um, Here, but this is just an example He is is allowing you To hold on to those things because It is not the time, nor the season for you to let go of them because if you do it you cannot say look what my god has done for me instead you're saying look what i have done for the lord and that is a very dangerous place because in ourselves we can do nothing because anytime you go out there you step out in faith whatever it might be for the kingdom of god it is not you it should not be you to to seek recognition to seek glory but yet the kingdom of god and the father if you are not advancing his kingdom, if you are not looking out for the kingdom uh, welfare or the, the, the welfare of the kingdom, and you're there to build your own, well, you've got your reward. Just as the Lord says, don't mind the Pharisees and Sadducees. Don't be like them that have that before they pray, they go out and they sound loud trumpets and they announce to the world. He says, verily I say unto you, they have received their reward. He says, instead, what you do in secret, God will reward you openly. He says, so w- the things that you, that you need to do, you, if you have a word for somebody in church or if you have a word for somebody or if you, you have an inclination or the Father tells you to go do something, you don't need to go out there and broadcast it to the world. There are certain things that the Father wants you to make known to individuals. Um, now you you can always plead your cause and plead your case. It says it says in one part in Scripture it says uh, let your needs be known to the saints. Now your needs shall if you have a need ask the church and then somebody in the church will arise. Now if it is of God now don't be milking the uh, don't be milking God's people. But what I'm saying if I'm saying anything if you guys are following along with me. It says whenever you uh oh lord help me the devil just tried to steal my thought when you do things in secret if you do a secret thing the father will put in place your reward later on i don't i don't care if it's monetarily i don't care if it's financially i don't care if it's spiritually but whatever your whatever that reward is he will give you in secret you don't need to go out and broadcast your endeavors, broadcast your things to individuals and say, look what I have done. Because uh, I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters, you have received exactly what it is that you have sought to get. So what does the kingdom look like? You cannot tell people about it. You can tell people about the kingdom, but it's better to show them. And in a world that is hurting and weary, they are seeking a kingdom. Either that be the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of God. It says a man cannot serve two masters. So I I have no problem. I I cannot even argue with today's youth and today's generation because let's face it, the kingdom of uh, the kingdom people are kind of falling away. There hasn't been enough kingdom. There's been enough uh, uh, towns and, and cities built. There has been enough temples built, but there hasn't been enough kingdom, kingdom building. Whenever you've got individuals that are running around and they're more pleased with marijuana, with things of this world, with drugs, sex, and other different things, it's because the kingdom of darkness has been diligently seeking and diligently building from the get-go. This is why in in Genesis, the enemy, he starts off as a serpent. And throughout Revelation, he becomes a dragon because he is a steady builder. And understand that this is f- still fulfilling prophecy whenever it said that uh, basically in the end days basically things gross darkness will cover the earth you need to understand that this is still fulfilling God's purpose and plan because he's dividing and separating those that need to be apart from those that are not serious and you know what the father's going to take those home early that are, 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 are kind of borderline or that only seek to advance their own kingdom doesn't mean that they're going to lose their salvation because of that, but he will take them home early as so that they are not in danger of hellfire, or they're not in danger of the things that the Father is about to, uh, uh, how can I say, allow to release upon the earth. Amen? So brothers and sisters, if you guys have learned anything throughout this, the kingdom of God, again, uh, you you can tell people about it, you can read about the kingdom, but unless you go out there and start putting yourselves out there for him, you're not going to really understand what that looks like. See, as the prophet Jeremiah said, he says, Lord, but I am too young. I know at this point he's well into his 20s and maybe even into his 30s at this point. But everyone thinks that Jeremiah was this 12 and 11-year-old kid, whenever really, in essence, he wasn't, as far as I know. But if you say to yourself, I I am not proficient in that gift, I I, I am unlearned, or I don't have enough training, enough uh, uh, act right in my system to be able to move in that, you're never going to move in it because you're crippled by that fear aspect. You're crippled by, that, by putting limitations on yourself. But it's interesting, the dialogue between him and Jeremiah, God, uh, the father and Jeremiah, because he says shortly after that, he says, I will put the words in your mouth. Even though I have called you from the womb, from your mother's womb, and appointed you to be a prophet unto nations, I will still give you the promise of I will put my words in your mouth in due season. So brothers and sisters, if you guys understand anything about this I, I'm just going to kind of move here real quick <laughs> so forgive me sorry Brother Steve anyways uh, I'll give you guys back your your, your, your living room area <laughs> um, I'm mobile anyways so um yeah if, if you guys will understand anything about the kingdom of god it's a very interesting it's a very interesting place because in the kingdom he will teach you how to battle your uh, battle your Battle your deepest fears. Get over your strongest anxieties. He will put you through the refiner's fire. As ugly and as crazy and as, 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 as weird as it might seem, brothers and sisters. He will put you in these areas to not break you, but to teach you. And to show you that there's something more. He will... The kingdom of God, as you seek out the kingdom of God and you become more like the Father or more like Jesus, because, yes, we can, you're going to go through probably the most trying time in your life, the most challenging time in your life. But you're also going to go through the most excited, blessed, favored, um, interesting time of your life. Because if if we learn anything throughout the written word of God, we will find out that. It's not without its struggles. It's not without um, its challenges. Because I would be lying to you if I said everything's is roses and daisies, as as my wife put it earlier. Because it's not. You're going to be called to go into some areas that are pretty dark. The Father might be calling you to reach some people that are pretty hopeless. I mean, in, in my few short years, I've been in areas where most people would probably get stabbed, shot, killed, <laughs> raped, murdered. And by the grace of God, he protected me. I was able to witness to people in Winnipeg that were hopped up on smack, um, meth, whatever type of drugs. I, I've been able to minister to alcoholics. Um, the Lord has given me grace to be able to deal with cokeheads, um, people that are on some hard hard drugs that their, their, their cognitive abilities have been taken. I've ministered to people that, that, that were demon-possessed. <laughs> Now it's not me, but the spirit of God that allows it, and it's the favor. It's really that favor of the Lord. Now many people will say that the favor of the Lord looks something like uh, that. That you can that you can do whatever you say, name it and claim it, blab it and grab it type thing, but that's not the favor. That's not the grace of God. The grace of God over our lives is to be able to go into the areas and not be harmed. And you might you might have a, a, a somebody might take a stab at you once or twice. They might take a shot at your ego, but your body will be preserved. You know, and just like any good fight in high school, you know, um, as, as, as many of you, especially the men folks that I'm talking to, you know, you guys go throughout high school. You know, you might get into a few scuffs or growing up, you know, you might get into a few things. You might break a few bones. You might scuff up a few body parts. But your father or mother might say, you know what, Let, just get up and dust it off. You know, it, it will heal. So don't be scared to step out for him because, listen, the Father, the the Son, you know, the Messiah, our Savior, he took the ultimate sacrifice for us. He paid the ultimate price for you and me, brothers and sisters. To be able to witness to countless generations now and tell that time comes, he died for us. He endured the most brutal beating of uh, uh, anybody can ever imagine. And he did it because he loved us. He did it because the Father said to go. Even though he had promises, he knew exactly who he was at this point. He knew that he can call legions of angels to, to rescue him from that cross. But he says, I would rather endure all this for my children, for God's children, than to not because i truly do believe that he had a choice he said father if it be your will take this cup from me of which i'm about to drink there's a few times that i do believe that yes he had to fulfill certain things in scripture but understand that jesus still had a free will but even throughout all of this He would prepare to lay his life down for us. Because another part of Scripture that says, you know, no greater love than a man have than this, to lay his life down for a friend. You know, we all heard that song, Jesus' friend of sinners. He sat down with the sinners. He sat down with the unclean. Those that were undesirable in that time, that most religious people wouldn't touch. Because he looked at them and said, if they were, no matter what they endure, because people that are born from money, born from, uh, how can I put this, good Christian homes, that they wouldn't be able to relate to most of the things that me or my wife might be able to relate to, or or the people that have kind of grown up in, in, in the gutter, in the slums, in the scum places, in places that aren't all prim and proper. We'd be able to reach and talk and preach to people that those that have been in church, the religious people, or I should say, um, that have been in church their whole lives are not able to comprehend. And that's not taking away or discrediting their testimony or who who God has placed them. It just means that the Father has put a higher stock in you. That he allowed you to age like a fine wine. That your aging process was not sitting in a corner and and brewing and waiting for you to ferment, but your aging process was out there in the fields, out there as a seasoned and a battle-hardened warrior. As I'm saying this, I see that somebody there is, that is listening now on Future Archives. I see him like with with the shield with with the armor of God and 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 it's a glistening shield. But as time goes on, I see battle scars, I see wounds, I see hurts. But understand that the Father has allowed you to go through those things, those battles, those tests, those trials, those tribulations because he was getting you aged like a fine wine he was aging you like a strong whiskey and I know this is a bad example this might be a bad terminology but this is just something I, I, I felt the Lord um, impressing in my heart and you know what if you're listening to this and those are some things that the Father has spoken to you or or you have gotten words about that in the past you know please email us by all means I'm not saying go out there and drink a, drink a heavy wine or drink a strong whiskey I'm not saying that <laughs> but that's who the Father has placed us to be, so don't be scared, brothers and sisters. don't 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 grow weary, um, don't give up. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, I think this is about all I have here to share tonight um, on young disciples. But I want to encourage you guys to tune back in this coming Saturday at seven o'clock Central, six o'clock Mountain, for another edition of Warrior Radio. Well, uh, Warrior Radio. Uh, Prayer and Prophecy Night on this coming Saturday. Um, you know, if there's some things that the Father wants to release over your life, call in on Saturday. We're not asking anything in return. We're not, you know, um, I'll give you a quick background about how, how, how that kind of got started. Is that got started because the Lord put a challenge, I put a challenge to the Father and he put a challenge right back. Um, and he basically told me, he says, if you want to prophesy, why aren't you doing it? so a few months back um the lord told me to to start doing that that day like an hour before showtime And we're like all right whatever we'll see how it goes so me and my wife we've been doing that on saturdays and it's it's been an awesome time it's been fun it's been wicked fun um not for any other reason than whenever the scripture says to stir up your gifts through the exercising of your gifts and i'll find the scripture reference to that later on but um That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to exercise and strengthen and stir up your gifts. That is the only way you're going to be able to start putting into action what the Father has placed in your heart or has in his heart. Amen. Well, love, is there anything that you would like to add before we get going? Amen.
1: Uh, I think think I'm good. Other than you guys, make sure you go check out WarriorRadioBroadcastNetwork.com. Um, sign up for our newsletter. I'm actually just getting ready to send it out here uh, in a few minutes after the show. If you want to keep it in, in contact, in touch and in the loop with what's going on on our end. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear back from you. Cause so if you, uh, if you get our newsletter or if you're going to get our newsletter, just hit the reply button, send us a little note. We love hearing from you guys. We love speaking with you guys. Uh, we also have um, a couple of phone numbers, I believe up on the website that you can get us in touch with us at and uh we're going to be updating a few things on the website just here this evening so if you want to check back sometime uh either tomorrow or whenever uh all the all the things all of the things and information should be updated for you um uh
2: yeah so that's it <laughs> I love you. I love you, my love. Really, I do. And, you know, thank you for that. Everything that you do behind the scenes, all the work that you're doing behind the scenes, I want to thank you, love. Um, I really do appreciate it. So, brothers and sisters, um, go check out our website, WarriorRadioBroadcastNetwork.com. Go check us out. Find out more about us. And thank you guys for tuning in. With that being said, I'll see you guys this coming Saturday for another edition of Prayer and Prophecy Night here on Warrior Radio Broadcast Network. God bless you See you soon.